Hi, everybody. I'm Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk. And today's episode is about how to direct actors. Um, yeah, so uh, how to direct actors. Um, I think directing actors is actually pretty important. And um, I think the best special effect in the world is just an actor giving a really great acting performance. So um, so my, my tips are the following. Okay, so... Um, actors are human beings, so you definitely want to be kind to them. So I think, well, I know, um, directors, you know, we have our visions and our visions are super important and we have the vision of the kind of movies we want to make. And, and that's also super important. But I also think that, um, sorry, I also think that uh, just just remember actors are, are human, so they get hungry, they get sleepy, they they can get physically hurt. Uh, I was working on a scene where the actor where the actors were kind of rolling around, and um, one of them got there. Uh, we were in the we were in the basically we were in a park in Oakland, like one of the like in the woods parks. Okay, <laughs> so it was like very woodsy. And it wasn't like a city park. If you go into the hills of, of Oakland, we, we have some really beautiful parks. And so anyway, so we were in a park and they're doing some kind of rolling around and doing a lot of like physical comedy type stuff. And one of the actors told me his, you know, his uh, the grass was wet. So his socks were getting wet. So his feet were getting wet. And that's, you know, people can get sick that, sick that way. So actually he told me, afterwards he told me after the day we shot it um i i wish he would have told me the day we were shooting just so that i could have gone faster or i I don't know or we could have brought fresh pairs of socks so he wouldn't have to be doing the scene like with wet socks i think you can get sick sick that way like wet feet like it wasn't cold outside but you know so but but that's like a small example of just like taking good care of the actors, making sure they're safe and well taken care of because they're uh, people. <laughs> okay, sorry. The other thing I want to say is um, the job of actors is um, conveying and displaying emotional vulnerability. So um, I've never worked with any famous actors, but I've seen... Actually, I worked with an actor when she was a kid. She was in Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> which is quite the credit. She's really sweet and awesome and... I think her mom was like the casting director, something like that. It happened pretty randomly. Uh, but And it's a very quick, quick scene. But still, I mean, that's really cool. <laughs> she was in, when she was a kid, she was in Silence of the Lamb. She plays like a young Jodie Foster, basically. So, but anyway, um, but, but other than that, I haven't really worked with any, any famous actors. Uh, I've worked with working actors. But having said that, um, I've never seen an actor fake their acting uh, performance. So uh, Tom Hanks at the Oscars, 2020 Oscars, he said, actors, quote unquote, go there. And I totally agree with Tom Hanks. So <laughs> I've been on sets where I've seen actors do emotional vulnerability. And I'm just like blown away. Like they go there. You know what I mean? And it's amazing. It's fantastic. And you, you capture it on film, then awesome you know what I mean you've just caught something authentic on film it's just it's amazing okay so um actors jobs are emotional vulnerability so that's why you want to be nice to them because it um I knew one actor she's like she thought actors don't do much and I was like 
No, I, I get that actors are not crew people. Like, crew people work really hard for sure. And I'm going to... Um, I'm going to make a different podcast about them for sure. But so don't, I get what she's saying. Like, but still what actors do is pretty important. So, and the, honestly, what crew people do is extremely important. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody's important, but, uh, yeah. So since this podcast is about actors, it, just be kind to them for sure. Cause their jobs are emotional and vulnerability. They, when they're going there, they actually go there. Um, and it's pretty amazing. Okay. Step two. Okay, I'm not trying to be funny, but actors do tend to be, like, attractive and charismatic. And even the, the character actors I know, um, they're charming and they're attractive and charismatic. <laughs> um, so be kind to them. So first thing I want to say is, like, my example is, like, me and one of my friends, he is, like, a straight guy. I'm a gay lady. <laughs> but we were talking about the actor uh, Jane Lynch and how we both think she's just really beautiful and attractive. <laughs> and uh, she's on a show called uh, Glee. Uh, Glee was on, it was about show choirs. It was on Fox for a long time. I think it's streaming on Netflix. But anyway, so Jane Lynch plays, like, basically she's, like, the coach or whatever. And me and, and my buddy, uh, you know, Alan, we were just saying, like, Jane Lynch is an attractive woman, but it's Hollywood, and Hollywood can be a little silly sometimes. So basically, it's mind-boggling that Jane Lynch is considered a quote-unquote character actor. She's a very beautiful woman, but on Glee, they, they just put her in tracksuits. <laughs> so they just put a really attractive woman on, in, in tracksuits because um, <laughs> she's a character actor, and, you know, that's what you do. And <laughs> it's just crazy. So anyway, the point of me telling that 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 um that story, because now she's just a really attractive woman in a tracksuit. <laughs> anyway, but the point of the story is, I mean, even the character actors are charismatic and cute and attractive and all that jazz. Also, me and my, me and my best friend have decided that most humans are like 99% of the human race are cute. There's some cuteness to them. And what I get from women, women tell me I'm cute. Awesome. Sometimes when they say I'm cute, that means they want to go on dates with me. Awesome. Great. I'll take that. <laughs> so I think cute is a great word. Okay. So anyway, uh, so yeah, 99% of humans are cute. That's what, that's what me and my best friend have decided. Uh, I think the only real thing that makes someone ugly is if they're just really, really mean. And meanness is ugly. So but other than that, you know, we've just decided. Because at the end of the day, looks don't matter. Uh, I mean, I know that's altruistic of me, but they kind of don't. <laughs> I don't know. They're not that big of a deal. But um, and also, most people can't help what they look like, even attractive people. <laughs> it's just genetics, how someone looks. Okay, what's my point in saying that? Um, I don't want to go into detail, and I won't, but I've, I've been on sets, and again, I've never worked with anybody famous, but I've been on film sets where sometimes the crew says stuff that's, like, not cool, um, weird, uh, gross. They just say stuff. It's almost like locker room talk. It's not as bad as, um, you know, like Donald Trump was like secretly recorded for his, uh, locker room talk. And, and it's, you can Google it. Like this is like documented. And he said something really crass, like really, really, really crass. So I've never heard anyone say something that bad. But still, I, I have seen crew people say weird stuff, and then the energy in the room drops, and it just gets weird. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, and I know, like, I, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus because I just, I don't want to do that. But, you know, I, I remember when I was in my early 20s and there's a couple women on set and we were all in our early 20s and we just had, we had various, like, behind the scenes, like, jobs. And there's this guy, he was one of the crew people and he was in his, like, mid-40s and he just kept saying kind of locker room talk and it was just kind of weird because it's, like, it was really making the women feel uncomfortable. So it's it's little stuff like that. And they weren't even actors. We were we were just, you know, crew people or whatever. But um look, and here's the thing about locker room talk. Like, um there's the reason why it's called locker room talk, I, I actually don't poo-poo it necessarily. Um Um not as bad as what Donald Trump was saying, if you Google what he said, um, it got a lot of national attention, uh, what he said, because that was really crass, what he said. But I think locker room talk, if we're, let's say the innocent version of that, because um, I don't, I, I think everyone does it in a, in a kind of in a different kind of way. Uh, let's say that show Sex and the City, um, like when they would have those brunches, the four leading women, uh, Sex and the City was a show about uh, basically four women uh, in New York, they're all about in their 30s and 40s, and it's about sort of their dating adventures and the ups and downs of dating um, in New York City. So they would have these brunches, and at the brunches, the four of them would talk pretty, not explicitly, but pretty honestly about their dating lives, their sex lives, that kind of thing. It never got, like, mean, but it did get, like, you know what I mean? They are keeping it real, so to speak. So I don't think there's anything wrong with having friends like of either gender like if men get together and do the locker room talk thing i think that's fine um and then like uh with the brunch thing with the sex and city thing i think that's fine i just think there's like kind of there's a time and a place you know what i mean so me as a lesbian i had i used to have some lesbian friends where like friday night we'd go play dodgeball and then we get pizza afterwards and then we're, t- we're talking about our dating lives and yeah we're, we're gonna keep it real and get a little personal but there's just like a time and place you know what i'm saying so if you're on like a film set you gotta think of that as like work you're like at work so you can't just <laughs> I'm sorry. You just got to be respectful. You just got to stay respectful. Don't make it weird. Don't suck the energy out of the room. (laughs) Okay. And then the other thing that happens is I've seen, you know, if like if actors are attractive, I've seen crew people turn into, (laughs) sorry, they turn into cartoon characters. They just get a little too excited. Hey, I've seen it both ways. I've seen, there's one, one, (laughs) there's one uh, movie uh i directed where i casted this actor and he was 19 which is young but but so i mean it was, it was a very innocent scene no biggie but i mean it was a scene where he wasn't wearing a shirt and that kind of thing and he was kind of like eye candy that kind of thing but it wasn't too bad i don't know i didn't think it was that crazy or explicit but he's not wearing a shirt and he's like chopping wood or whatever um and really sweet sweet guy really handsome guy just a great guy um really great to work with that kind of thing but I know, like, um, you know, we did a little bit of makeup on movies. So I just remember uh, one of the crew people who was a woman, like, in her 40s, like, she was getting a little too excited about this actor. <laughs> nothing bad, nothing crazy. Like, I know all my film sets are safe places. But also, she was, she was turning into a cartoon character over this handsome 19-year guy. guy and I just... Um, <laughs> I just remember very playfully, you know, okay, let's simmer down now. (laughs) 
Let's let's uh, let's keep it together. Uh, oh, sorry, somebody. Oops, somebody's car alarm is honking. Okay, anyway, but, but basically, what happens is, you know, if you're at a film set, think, think of it as like work. So you just want to, uh, yes, actors are attractive and charismatic, but you want to be kind to them. You want to be nice to them. Speak with kindness to them. Don't go out. I, I, I don't do don't turn into a cartoon and hey I get it like I get it actors are attractive and charismatic I get why people turn into cartoon characters but don't do it <laughs> okay be kind to them for sure okay uh support actors so that they can give a great acting performance yeah for sure okay so <laughs> so yeah, so if actors want to, like, rehearse, actors might... Usually they're looking to the director for support, any kind of support. If they want to rehearse, sometimes... I, I know, like, actors, they... Okay, so rehearsals, let's do rehearsals, okay. I never did an official, like, table read, screenplay, screenplay script read-through. I never did that for my movie, but I did do rehearsals. And rehearsals are just, like, it's very relaxed, it's very chill, but it's just an opportunity for actors to run through the entire script, you know, from page one to page 90. And it's uninterrupted. They get to just, and we're standing up, you know, we're like acting it out. You know what I'm saying? You're just running through the whole movie. Like um, at the time it was like in my be- uh, living room, in my living room. <laughs> anyway, so in my living room, we were rehearsing and just running through the whole script. And in that case, the actors are practicing, uh, Oh, they're they're just pr- practicing doing different takes. They're they're understanding the emotional arc of the character over like ninety pages, um, and they get to run through the whole movie chronologically, um, which is important because films actually screenplays don't get shot chronolo- in chronological order due to logistics. So if you have to like my uh, movie, there's a couple of scenes at a comic book shop, right? So as a location, I had the comic book shop for about two days, right? Not even two days. I had it for by that I mean I had it for two four hour days, like literally. <laughs> so so anyway, so I had to shoot all the comic book comic book scene you have this every scene that takes place at the comic book shop you, you have to shoot it in two days because that's how long you have the location so yeah so the movie's screenplays are not shot in chronological order because logistically like you just can't do that it's cheaper to you know uh it's it's cheaper it, it's not it, it's way more expensive if, if you try to shoot it chronologically and it'll take way more time um but anyway so yeah so uh rehearsing with the actors and just running through the screenplay gives them a chance to you know actually that's the only time they're going to run through the whole movie chronologically right before you start um kind of putting it into different pieces as far as the shooting script and the shooting script is the order in which you're actually well kind of sort of uh, scratch what i just said but anyway uh mainly though about the shooting script but mainly just with the um yeah with the actors just know that uh yeah, I think we're in, on micro budget movies. I think rehearsal time is a is a, a is a really uh, good idea. Okay, and then um, let's see. Oh, right. The other thing is like if once you're on set and people can feel the pressure of it, not like pressure, pressure, but 
it's a different vibe. Like if you're at rehearsal, people are relaxed, having a good time because there's no pressure. But once you're on set, all of a sudden there's a little bit of pressure because you know, like, well, this is this is it. Like this is what's going into the cut of the the whole film. Like you know what I mean. So that's where people feel a little more pressure. The actors, the crew, everybody, or even me, the the director. For me, just making sure everything gets shot in one day, right? So that's part of it too. So. So, but I do know on set, once you're on set, um, when you're directing a micro-budget movie, you get caught up in helping with cinematography, you get caught up in looking at your shot list, making sure everything's getting shot, making sure you're running on time. I didn't have an AD, an assistant director, um, which was totally fine, Um, so I I was my own ADD, but uh, excuse me, my own AD, but that just means I was making sure I was staying on time, that's all, so I was just making sure I was getting all the shots done in time, but... Uh, the point of what I am. Oh, but okay. So you get caught up in all that stuff, right? But I know, um, don't forget <laughs> to check in with your actors. So sometimes I find that actors want to just check in with me. They just want like five minutes. And like, essentially, sometimes I'm just giving them a pep talk. Sometimes I'm running them through the scene real quick. Um, and look, pep talks aren't, pep talks are good. <laughs> just support your actors it's just giving them some emotional support because their jobs are emotional vulnerability (laughs) so um yeah just so so giving actors about five minutes where hey do you want to check in and they'll say yeah and we just run through the scene check in I answer any questions they have just reassure them they're they're going to do great that kind of thing um that's another way you can support your actors so that they give great acting performances so then your movie looks really cool and you look really awesome as a director yes okay those are my tips for uh directing uh directing actors in a movie all right so let's recap uh tip number one actors are human be kind to them uh they're humans yeah be kind to them uh, I, I find all actors tend to be attractive and charismatic, so be kind to them. They're people. <laughs> okay. And then support actors so that they can give a great acting performance. Okay. So go direct a movie today, but indoors with your family or roommates because, you know, right now it's COVID-19. And I'm keeping all coronavirus people um, on the front lines. People who have it are in my prayers for sure. And then I'm going to leave you with this quote. It's me. I'm quoting myself. I like actors and actresses. I think they're cool. Julie Kerr. (laughs) Okay. So um, please stay tuned. I'm going to plug my website. Thank you so much. And God bless. Have a great day. Direct a movie today. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, yes, I am Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Loves Punk. And here's my call to action. Uh, if you could mosey on over to my website, www.juliekerrstudios.com. Um, that's where you can check out the romantic comedy that I did uh, make called Geek Loves Punk. Um, it's available at my website. You can also see tons of uh, free content, blogs, YouTube videos, uh, quote cards, and also uh, uh, my biggest call to action is if you could join my email list. If you join my email list, you immediately get access to a PDF worksheet that I designed and, and you get access to a video that, that explains how to use the worksheet. 
So uh, what I did was I created a worksheet that helps you cultivate more love, joy, and kindness into your life every day. So um, I grew up in an abusive home as a child. And as an adult, I'm doing quite well. Uh, I studied personal development my whole life. Also watching tons of movies and reading tons of comics as a kid, that helped too. <laughs> but um, as, as an adult, I, I've uh, studied personal development. And so what I've done is I've put down five daily habits that I do every day that just help me feel really good and awesome and amazing. And that puts me in a place where I can go and follow my dreams. So I created this easy PDF that um, you can download and use yourself and follow the five daily habits that I do every day that help you um that help you feel good every day um so yeah if you could go join my email list that would be super amazing all right thank you so much for listening and i hope you're having the best day ever and hang in there things are things are weird right now with the coronavirus but i truly believe in my heart of hearts that everything's gonna be okay so just have faith that everything's gonna be okay Thank you so much. I'm Julie Kerr, writer and director of the romantic comedy Geek Plus Punk, and God bless.